Welcome back, friends. Yeah. Um, big shout out to everyone who came to Zemeckis. Yeah. Big, big shout <laughs> I'm sorry. We just haven't done this in a while. It didn't especially. It's been just, just you and me. That's true. It's been a while, but we're, um, we are very grateful for the, the wonderful conversations we had and all the folks who came for lots of shit and, you know, and we also were grateful for the haters too, who were grateful for them. Yeah. It turns out they didn't like back to the future. Yep. I did like someone though that said they were with us on Forrest Gump for two thirds of it, but that it, but that it throws it away for the third act. Um, but the, then the last part of the review says, I actually think if we're talking about like a, a, a vicious indictment of boomer era America, back to the future does that even better. So that's fine. You know what? They could be, they could be right on that. Yeah, no, that's. I was like, there you go. That's nice. That's so like, yeah, it was worth them, and then they're wrong, but also this works. <laughs> well, you know, it's important to use your own brain sometimes, and uh, it's true. We, yeah, I, you know. as much as we had haters, though, there were there were there were a nice chunk of you that seemed like we made a convincing argument. So, yep, we're very pleased with that, and uh, honestly, the biggest shout out goes to. Uh, People in the secret screening and the Marwin crowd. Yep. That's the that's the ride or die crew. That's the kind of crew that you know is gonna have your back, even if you're the guilty one. And that's all right. the evidence points towards you. <laughs> They're gonna help you get out of the city. So that's what Kevin Spacey doesn't have is a Marwin crew, except his lawyer. <laughs> and the and like British royalty. Well, I guess I'm the entirety of the Italian film industry, but otherwise, Other he doesn't than, have a Marwin crew. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's comfortably hanging out in, in the Bunga Bunga dungeon, <laughs> just having a ball. Yep. And also, you know, shout out to Music Box people, as always, the staff. We love you guys. And yeah. also, Nick D. He'll be on the show soon. Yeah, buddy Nick will be on. The person who maybe I also I think it might be possible, honestly, after talking to him more, he might like Zemeckis even more than us. He might. He might. I don't know anymore. I my brain's so scooped out like an avocado. I don't uh yep. I, I don't know. I mean, not yeah, it's just an interesting road that has led us to where we are now. It's true. Life is very strange. Um also my computer the I mean Tragedy struck weeks ago when my computer crashed and we, you don't have anyone to boost the gain on this, to make it sound more professional. Not like we're just recording zoom calls, you know? (laughs) So I just, uh, it's been, it's been a hard road, but we're back. We're back because, uh, we had a little success. So someone can invest in equipment. And now that we have a Patreon, which I'm sure you all know about. And if you don't, let us tell you. There's a Patreon. Yep. And soon they're going to get their first episode that none of you can hear. And I guarantee, I promise you, unless you're one of our sponsors who subscribes, (laughs) there will be no bleeps on the Patreon. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) I'm going to fly. 
Okay. I am going to let loose. So well, we already talked about the two things you can't make jokes about for a little while. So as long as it's not those two, we'll be okay. I'm fine with letting the larger issue go. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing, which I don't remember what that was, but we'll see if I say anything regarding that. You can tell me now because I can beep on this episode. What was the other thing? Yeah, it's your uh, your your love of making jokes of um, the. Uh... Okay, that was one joke for one <laughs> specific purpose, and yeah, that would have been a bad thing. Maybe it would have, de- it would have definitely been quoted in that article. Oh, yeah. But it was Basically, also one of the funniest Zemeckis things. Zemeckis would have been called off if that happened. <laughs> yes, that would have definitely killed Zemeckis. But that was definitely one of the funnier comments I've ever made. So that one still hurts, but. <laughs> but it's good. Well, we, ain't, we, ain't Dennis, we ain't Dennis Leary in 1994 success level yet. So when we get there, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, if you go to our highest tier, which will probably be like a $20 one, I will send you a personal message about what I said. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a, a late night really stone DM from John with a sick joke. Here's what could have ended everything. <laughs> yeah, well, we've learned our lesson. I mean, I think we've grown a lot. We've had to handle real success and large crowds. And- we did. And we and for those of you in Chicago that come to our shows, we are now a well-oiled machine. We did not have a single intro that was over five minutes. No one ever thought this day would come. Nope. But we battened down the hatches and we focused. We greased our little penises up and we got to work. <laughs> it's one of the music box people even said, look, can you guys, before it started, it was like, can you guys at least shoot for like under 10 minutes? And I was like, God, that's how bad we've gotten that they're like, if the intro is less than 10 minutes, things are better. Oof. <laughs> we're going to try to keep that streak going too. Oh, we got a, it. In a but week. We're going to be popping off. At all highs and lows. That's a thing. We're back. With oh, yeah. God, there's so much going on now. We're actually like finding success. Uh, yeah, highs and lows next week, May 2nd. One show only. So uh, get your tickets now. What's, what's showing, my dear friend? It's uh, my favorite uh, and probably the most talented Zionist of all time, Chantel Ackerman. That's right. Definitely and the most talented. Easily the most talented. Um, <laughs> Okay, forget this is the public episode. Uh, we got Chantel Ackerman's Golden 80s, a yeah. delightful, you know, true delight in a filmography that is is very good, but not known for kind of having these jubilant uh, bursts of color and yeah. strange songs. So that's one of the uh, things that will be hard, which is good. It'll be hard for me to stay quick on the intro because i have too much to say about her as always but especially i have too much to say about the fact that her reputation still remains as a dour very serious filmmaker which she never was she never was but i mean this is just a this is kind of an outlier well i I say it's an outlier in her filmography but it fits in really yeah i know i was gonna say it fits in pretty squarely also it's literally delphine uh sirig is that how you say your name sure just make what? French sounds. Delphine Sirig. This is uh, her returning <laughs> as a character named Jean. So uh, that's, a, you know, she's basically, it's basically the Jean Dillman sequel, if things had turned out differently. 
Mm. Things had gone a little different for that housewife. Things might have ended up uh, working in this uh, purgatorial like shopping mall. Yep. Um, That's going to be sick. And we'll do a full, as we did last time, we'll do a full episode on that double bill coming up. Oh, yeah. We'll get deep into Ackerman. And then we're going to be showing it with another queen, Amy Heckerling and her film Clueless. Yep. So pretty pretty all right. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear our thoughts on the two, I mean, because they're they're really symbiotic filmmakers. They work stylistically almost similarly. I mean, they don't it doesn't seem that way, but they're uh, they're closer than one might think. And uh, if you definitely want to hear how Johnny dangerously relates to um, uh, the captive. No news from home. I got a big. No, no, no. Now I'm gonna. Cha- no, no, no. I'm gonna challenge you now. When we do that episode, you have to re- go ahead and relate Johnny Dangerously to the captive for me, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I will take. Uh, I'll somehow compare uh, loser to from the east. <laughs> if you do, my friend, I will. I will. I will lick the space between. If you know what I mean. I hope you will. <laughs> I got big savant energy coming. That's <laughs> so. the only way that's possible. So I can't <laughs> wait. Looking forward, looking forward to that. So so yes, May 2nd, 7 o'clock, clueless, 9 o'clock, golden 80s. So if you want to see highs and lows come back in a big way, we have a friend with us now putting up the dough other than the music box. We got a little website called Movie. Movie. Yeah, I'd like to see some of you other film podcasts get movie to back your shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'm coming back with a venom today. Yeah, we'll see. It. We'll see if the uh, Trapo Film House can get movie on board. It remains <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. We're gonna have Will on soon, and Hessa. It's gonna be great. We're gonna talk exclusively about uh the the differences and similarities between john ford and john houston as filmmakers great <laughs> so cool it's gonna be really cool yeah it's gonna be really cool um uh, tit, tit for tat film to film yes so speaking of tits here <laughs> i got a picture <laughs> all right we'll start again uh all right everyone it's now time for the news because we don't have a guest today we don't have an agenda we actually we do agenda always well we have something but i guess is this right will are they gonna have to they want to find out what our next film uh deep dive is gonna be are they gonna have to buy our patreon we're joining the leagues of the the paywall motherfuckers so if you want to find out which filmmaker we're really getting into next you gotta subscribe my friends and also if you do and we can actually you know live without having to do another job that sucks our souls away from us then maybe we'll do a lot more filmmaker stuff maybe we'll have more time to plan more film events that's right and if you're listening, we might drop a big bomb on y'all. Mm-hmm. Or we'll hint at it. Yeah. Like we did, like we did with Zemeckis. This really 
sly hints. We got to be slyer this time. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, no, this uh, this one will be, I think, when folks hear who it is, they're going to be like, oh, okay. But only because the vast majority, truly, the vast majority of his filmography is largely unavailable. So it will yeah. be truly exciting um, to dive through a lot of the stuff that people don't realize this guy made before mm -hmm. he made a couple that all of you have seen and definitely love. Yeah, I mean, Zemeckis was, that was definitely for the culture, even though we it was a success. But this next one is going to be, well, let's just say you're, you'll not want to sleep on this one. Yep. That's so that's all we can say. So almost and for the, and for the, the ones keeping track, all those fans we met uh, who definitely keep track of things. Um, this, it has a connection to Zemeck, so. but it's not Zemeck. That's, that's right. Nope. I might have also been wear, wearing a hint of it at one point was it the your uh paris hilton shirt it was the paris hilton shirt so <laughs> just wait till we get through all of amon khashoggi's <laughs> home videos that he made with his son the late almost got the cane raking me off on that one so before <laughs> before we lose anybody else Let's do some news. Like we did that unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Before we lose anyone like that unfortunate uh, fortunate patron at uh, Forrest Gump who came out of the theater shaking their head, just proclaiming it was a fascist film. Yeah, it's called small-mindedness. Yeah. I hope they got home okay. <laughs> so you just need that comfort food, baby. You can't handle, you can't swim in the cold waters. You can't take that polar plunge with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what were we talking about uh we're gonna oh we're What's not going gonna, on yeah see here's the thing we're gonna go through some fun stuff but we're kind of save a lot of our shit talking probably for this uh for this paywall one so yeah. you like uh, you like a spicy that's where to find us but when he our trademark cruelness <laughs> give us money <laughs> yeah so we're gonna talk can 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 everyone loves can <laughs> right yeah I've, that's what i've heard i mean it's fun it's a film fun. festival yeah um and they are uh before we get into the what's going on with their lineup uh-oh french <laughs> energy union threatening to cut power to the film festival which is so sick here's their uh tweets translated so this is what um, the French Energy Union said. They said, in May, do what you please. The Cannes Festival, the Monaco GP, Roland Garros, the Avignon Festival could end up in the dark. Uh-oh, how to, how to blow up a pipeline. <laughs> That'll be when we, when we finally... Uh get the time and money to really dig into things and we successfully like thin blue line style destroy a 24 in an episode we can call it how to blow up a pipeline <laughs> yeah stay tuned if you want to hear a little bit more about that um 
We'll be talking about pipelines. Oh, we'll be talking pipelines very soon and the powers of the press. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so I guess this is part of an ongoing protest over Macron, I'm sorry, Emmanuel Macron's uh, sure. pension reforms, which are hugely unpopular. Um, so the Federation Nationale des Mines de l'Égypte has said it's going to pull, pull the plug nice. on these motherfuckers. So several unions have pledged to keep fighting these reforms. Um so basically, it would see the retirement age in France increase by two years to 64 in the year 2030. And the period workers need to make social security contributions to increase from 42 to 43 years by 2027. So they can draw a full state pension. Now, whatever. It's France. I don't, I don't really care what's going on over there. But at the same time, <laughs> nobody protests like the fucking French. That's true. <laughs> they're so badass even though they're so problematic they're just well that's why they are so problematic because they they're not worried about it because if they get in trouble then they just grab their buds and protest stuff and then works out again do you think they cat call out protests yes I bet absolutely Absolutely. Like a, I think there's set aside time in the like run a show for a protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to get out there to because when it's a protest, you can just cat call your ass off. They're everywhere. They're sometimes yeah. grouped all in one spot. You can just fire one cat call for the whole group. <laughs> They're nothing, nothing if not economical with their <laughs> with their. Uh, <laughs> sexual harassment <laughs> yes they do it with class over there folks um anyway uh yeah so they've yeah they've basically been in protest for months uh yeah um I, ooh, even julia pinoche and alice diop have all signed petitions opposing the reforms so that's cool yep um, but will the Cannes Film Festival lose power? If so, I hope it's during uh, Mr. Mangold's Indiana Jones. But like right before you see the de-aging, or like during the de-aging, everything goes... Yeah, I hope it's definitely not before the uh, Johnny Depp comeback movie, My <laughs> Win. <laughs> Is it secretly a sequel to My Win? Yeah, Welcome to My Win. <laughs> And he's like, turns out I still hate women and I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, if you didn't think the the uh, character in Marwin had uh, problematic uh, views on women <laughs> and how they should exist in his only world, don't worry. Johnny Depp's going to ratchet it up. Oh, wait, fuck. The name of the movie's not even my... I'm fucking stupid. This is how much... Oh, that's I'm, the filmmaker. That's the filmmaker. Wow. Well, why, my God, why didn't you say anything? Well, because that was, there was an opportunity for that great joke I made. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> well, my, my, that's the name of <laughs> the filmmaker. What is the name of the movie? I really don't uh, know. Jean Duberry. See, my one's a better name. Yeah. <laughs> it should have it, it just been called My One by My One. Uh... Yeah. My win's my win. 
Had I not clicked a little further, I would have continued to call the movie that. Uh, <laughs> so that's the opening night film out of competition. Yep. Um, what else is out of competition? Let's start there. We well, got you, they've favorite. got it all. The order's all fucked up now. Let's see. Well, you all the out of competition in the same spot, but now they're let's see. Well, your we boy got, James Mangold. Oh yeah, my bud. Indiana Jones is in there. Uh, the new Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, which I mean, you'd have to be truly in a coma to like not be excited about that. Like, yep. Even though there's been only one image of this movie, <laughs> well, we don't need you. Don't need it. Uh, I'm excited though. Give it to yeah. me. When we got Elemental, which is that, uh, is that out of competition? Yep. That's from a little-known up-and-comer, Walt Disney. Oh, yeah. I heard he's doing big things. It's really cool when Can uh, puts on screenings of Disney movies. It is cool. No, it's almost <laughs> like they're doing that for money. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Don't worry, though. It's the dude that directed... Holy shit. Wait. It's the guy that directed The Good Dinosaur, which is truly a low point in not just humanity, but animation. What the fuck is The Good Dinosaur? If you didn't, if you didn't see it, you're fine. Well, he also did the he did the uh, the movie that the um, class warfare movie Ratatouille. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he got some uh, laughs from the peanut gallery. <laughs> Mario Kart um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah so that's gonna be sick that's probably what i'm most excited for in the whole festival elemental yeah if i were there i would only be making sure i got it got my ticks to that i don't know what the i'm guessing it's just about the elements it's like water fire and wind and the, a rock get together or something you want to hear what the imdb description says not really but go ahead follows ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Cool. Yeah. Written by one of the writers from My Name is Earl. Hell yeah. Oh, two writers from My Name is Earl. John Hoberg and Kat Lakell. Uh, and, oh, and one of the writers from How I Met Your Mother. That's going to be oh, great. Okay, now change my mind. Now. <laughs> now we love it. See, we got any, yeah, we got a... Une nuit, also out of competition. I don't know what that is. Let's see. Yeah, let's take a look. Let's take a little little look. See, sounds really good. Alex Lutz directed this one. Who uh, hasn't made anything I've heard of? And it stars him and one other person. Apparently, this is gonna be cool. Okay. Well, then I'm I'm excited. Count me. Color me. You know, giddy with excitement for that. Oh, we got a new Sam Levinson joint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, these out of competition, except for one, don't really... No one's really striking me there, but... Yeah, I really I don't. Nope. Okay, so then we got the, pro the midnight screenings. I don't know any of these. Robert Rodriguez has a new movie. Cool. Cool. Pretty cool. That is cool. Um, 
There's a lot of shit to be excited about, though. You just tell the section, and then we go. Yeah, yeah let's... Okay, so let's... Uh, here's what I'm looking forward to in uh, the the Cannes premiere section. You got a new Takeshi Kitano. Yeah, always uh, something to celebrate. That's truly exciting. Kubi, I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. It doesn't matter. You got a new Victor Erise film. Yeah, which that is, that is cool. That's that exciting. is very cool. Uh, yeah. The one I'm most excited for is this... Eureka by Lisandro yes. Alonso. Yep. That has been in, he's been working on that for a while. Um, yeah. What was the one with Vigo called again? Wadja. Yeah. Wadja. I never yeah. Say it properly. Yeah. That, that was great. So good, though. That was incredible. So, so good. Apparently, he's kind of returning to that, but it's like four different stories or something like that. I mean, whatever. I like it all. I've never that that dude's sick. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring it to me. Yep. Um, there's a new Pedro Costa short short film. Yeah. Well, that's the special screenings. Okay, but that's cool. Yeah. Wait, you're hopping on me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just too excited. And I mean, really, the there there's lots of shit. Okay, I'm just gonna run down. I per even though. It's been a while since he made like a banger. Inyaki Karasmaki movie. Um, I'm always excited for. I'm willing to give him another shot again. Well, he just, you know, if he can return to what we loved and that he was incapable of being saccharin, and then all of a sudden something happened and he was a little bit saccharin. If we go back to, you know, back to the days of Mash Factory Girl and things, we will have a good time. Will he return to that? Probably not, but that'd be cool. I mean, you never know. I know. I shouldn't be so shouldn't be so negative on the guy. He's, yeah, he's okay. giving us plenty. He's giving us those dang cowboys. Well, he, he everything's great until what's the one about that the little boy? Like the the um refugee. God, I don't know. I don't know if I saw it. I might have just everything's great until then for my money. And that's like 23 movies, so. <laughs> okay well we got the aki karismaki we got a new wesley Bean. anderson oh yeah that, yep. cool. yeah uh like i said wong bing's got a new movie two two I know, two two now that's truly like that's fucked up are you kidding me that's stunting on him well that's just what a i don't know if we've earned that but bless I know, and they're probably all like eight hours long. So I hope, so. I hope yeah, same. Uh, yeah, no, but more, more Wong Bing, please. Always. I don't Maybe care I, if it's a mental patient documentary of someone just drooling. I'll, I'll, I'll. He doesn't. That's what he does. Uh, I, I'm ready. It for wouldn't it. be though because he has to. He needs machinery clanging sounds. So there's got to be. <laughs> well, you, you know, when they put him to work in the factories. Yeah, that's yeah. God. He just loves. Yeah, he's a sad man. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wouldn't be a fun hang, but maybe not. You know, maybe it's like when they say the, you know, the 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 sets of the most brutally depressing movies are like the the lightest ones. Maybe that's true on a Wong Bing documentary. <laughs> We'd like to hope. We would like to hope. Maybe he is. If you know Wong Bing, you hang out with the guy. If you're Wong Bing and you're listening, 
let us know if you're cool. Please, well, I'll do, I don't I don't give a shit if you're cool, man. I'd like your toes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> that you know, licking that man's toes. All right. Let's get to the. We've got a couple like you know, b- kind of in my opinion, art house filmmakers who become a little bit boring, but that I'm always hopeful for because we got the new Nanny Moretti, which I don't care, but I'll keep trying. I haven't tried. Oh God, you're. So- <laughs> Why would you keep <laughs> with that guy? I can't help it. Okay. I can't help it. And we got a, another dude. Uh, I've never known how to say his name right, but Nuri Nuri Bilge. Chaylon. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I think it's Chaylon. Okay. Well, not, he's never made a bad movie, I don't think, but I've certainly like steadily stopped being excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do become a little excruciating at times. I mean, especially I, when we start, because he just only made masterpieces for like four in a row. So. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Anatolia is just a fantastic fucking movie. Oh. Maybe it's best. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm excited for that. Uh, I think Vim Vendors would probably fit into this category you're speaking of. <laughs> yes, I'd say so. We have so many because Vendors, fucking Ken Loach, Todd Haynes. Uh, I'm looking at this and it's, it's like Nanny Moretti. It's like these are all the like... <laughs> It's just truly like the you just need Francois Ozone in there, and then it's like now you've got the well, that's crazy. Row. Motherfucker makes five movies a year now, but I guess he didn't get one done in time. People who've had a good hit and then are just <laughs> don't know where they've been. I don't know where Vim's been since the 80s. I, I truly don't know where he's been. There's I'd have to look at the list. There was one in like the 90s run. That I thought was pretty cool, but I can't remember the name, so I guess it wasn't. Main cool. to Social Club. You just you liked having the CD and telling <laughs> people you listen to world music. Yeah. Uh, wait, we've also got fucking Corieda, who like again. I think he kind of falls into a little bit in the now that I've learned how to say it, Shaylon category. Uh, where like I don't think he's ever made a bad movie, but I certainly have stopped being excited a long time ago. These are all people where it's like, I better hear rave reviews or I am not going to go to it. What seems like would fall into that category, which I would say maybe not, is Marco Bellocchio. I, I've been steadily impressed with everything he's done. Agreed. Agreed. And same with Alice. I mean, her career. Oh, awesome, her, yeah, but absolutely. Alice, uh, Roar Washer, Roar Rocker. However, Roar-Rusher. if you guys pay us more money, we'll learn how to say names. <laughs> And then, maybe. of course, my queen, Briot's back, baby. I knew I was going to let you say that one. That's, oh, you must be excited. Oh, you can I, Yep. I don't care. She's never, she's never done wrong in my book. I know. I, I know. I'll fight with you on Bluebeard, even, my bitch. There's just a couple, but you know what? I love her. <laughs> I love her to death, too. So it's not the, like, there's a couple where I, you're, we'll we'll fight over but i know i will admit there definitely there's definitely a difference in you know from like something i would call a a pretty close to inarguable masterpiece to movies that i like <laughs> yeah. you're a brayot super fan i am i am I like i've never met a bigger brayot fan than you <laughs> so i understand how excited you are and i'm gonna I'm not even going to cast out on it. She could knock this one out of the park. 
Yeah, we'll see. If she's done mouthing off in the French press. Well, that's why I think it's also going to be really, uh, really good because I think she's furious again about everything. And that's when she's best is when she says horrible, horrible things that no one should and is mad at people for reasons people shouldn't be mad at people. That's when she makes her best movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, yeah, Brielle's my favorite bad person filmmaker for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Maybe <laughs> she's not a good person, <laughs> but that's okay. Maybe that everyone's fine with it, but whatever. Well, because she's good. Matter. She's that good. She is. She is that good. I I love her. So <laughs> whatever you want to do is cool with me. <laughs> Um, there's, uh, there's the, uh, the guy that did Baccarat has, yeah. do you duck. like that movie? We've I do. Seen. I did like it. Yeah. Really? Okay. I'm shocked that you didn't. That seemed like that I was up your alley. Hated. <laughs> How did you hate that movie? I watched it three times because I couldn't understand why so many people now you included saw something in it. Yeah, like, I thought it really felt like someone wanted to make just a you know down and dirty exploitation movie but put it in an awesome setting which already you know gives it upticks a little but then after they finished someone was like shit you should try to make this all mean something if you can and then quickly they threw together some awful dialogue and some awful beats to uh supposedly make it mean something and i mm. I talked to the filmmaker. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened at all, but that's what it felt like to me. It felt like a it kind of it felt like a cowardly exploitation movie where they could have just let it speak for itself, but instead they had to preach. And I'm See, I don't eh. I think you're so devoted to the exploitation market. This guy's just making a movie that has a little bit of this, it's got a little bit of that. It's for sure an exploitation movie second and by that it's not it's like it's like a genre film you know it's like it's it's got beats from yeah. carpenter and fulci and like there's you know there's little i i would prefer that to the shit like mandy or any of this like self-important horror genre stuff because at least what it was saying was smart and at least it had i thought it had a little humility about how it went about it and that's true. That's true. I thought it kind of woven in rather nicely. I, I, I there's just so much bad. I'm a genre filmmaker now. Yeah, no, I, he's really, yeah. You can I agree. You can tell this dude truly loves it, and and he I mean he shot it well. I was I think I guess after the third viewing because I was like I gotta find it, so I kept reading all the stuff I could find from people. And then the third viewing, I was just like, I think it's boring. And like, maybe that's what it was. Maybe you watched it too much. <laughs> it's like when you eat too much chocolate at once, you know, you kind of stop liking chocolate. Nah, I am a, my friend, you know, my, my style of sickness. There's the things that I love, I consume over and over forever and ever. And I never stop liking them. <laughs> Stand corrected. Correct. All right. Well, I just wanted back row to be an ice house, you know, like said so much to ask. <laughs> you know what? You got your ice house last night, so just be be glad. Oh yeah, I'm having I'm having another right now. You know, I might grab a beer in a second if I have to listen to this kind of shit. It's been a long, long, long life. 
Um, here, before I go grab my beer, here's the one I'm real excited about. I'm really looking forward to this new Jonathan Glazer movie. Yeah, no, I, I he's he takes his time, and I'm always interested when it happens. I feel like we've been reading about this thing forever now, but yeah. it's, it's about like a concentration camp officer who has a affair with his superior's wife. Apparently, he's like utilizing multiple points of view with cameras and like creating these 360 style sets that you can, I mean, I, you know, is something that we're going to get to in the uh, Patreon episode about our boys, the Russos is the opposite of the kind of future of filmmaking shit. Whereas this kind of shit with what Jonathan Glazer is purportedly doing on this new movie, that's the kind of future of cinema shit that I'm like, I'm there. Agreed. I have to see how you play this out because that sounds fascinating that you're making a movie that could be viewed in multiple cuts because the point of view is different. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's yeah, it sounds sick. I am only, only excited. Let's yeah. return to that when we talk about the Russos because that might be a nice uh, little uh, yeah. way to hold up there. Okay. Well, we there's a it's a good transition to something that I'm not excited about. Um, okay. What is that? Sam Levinson. Um, so Can's doing a thing that I really hate, and I assume they're just are they I'm showing the fucking, you know, I'm listening. Are they showing the pilot episode? Because it's a TV show, from what I understand. Um, but he he's back with the idol, and I'm not excited. It's uh we've got huh? Oh no, sorry. This is the one that caught the controversy, right? I I don't know. With the weekend, well, yeah, the weekend's in it, and uh, Lily Rose Depp, yeah, and, uh, and also great noted, excellent actor uh, Eli Roth is in it, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited to see uh, how he, um, you know, figures out a way to keep himself excited showing. Uh, freshly 18 year old girls on screen and not many clothes because it's just what a what a journey so far in his career to well, figure I think out it's brave. To, yeah that's brave that. that's brave filmmaking right there yeah every ep- every episode of eureka i watched all three of them i was like wow wow yeah i mean he's he's the kind of filmmaker that takes risks <laughs> yeah oh this fucking right. i'm not even talking into the mic right now that's <laughs> fine but this this fucking dude. So again, yeah, I guess they're just showing the pilot, I guess. But yeah, it did catch it did catch some ire, actually. Uh because, what, was it, what was it for? Uh there's like a scene where apparently the Lily Rose Depp character uh she's like she's like begging to be raped or something and oh that sounds like him yeah and like the uh, this is all hearsay from someone from the cast so i'm not trying to i don't know what the fuck this show is i don't really care but it was a it was a whole thing about there was this new director who was brought on to replace an older director a woman who was fired from it and shot the whole season oh I think, and then, but this someone came back in and changed it all, and then included the scene with the Lily Rose Dev character uh, begging some guys to rape her, and they said they wouldn't. Yeah, it sounds like Max Landis, unless she held an egg in her vagina and didn't break it. 
All right. That's what I heard. So. Doesn't sound very interesting to me, but... uh, Well, if so, maybe we're lucky, and this will finally be the end of Sam Levinson and Max Landis in one fell swoop. That would be sick. Isn't it Max Landis? Let's see. We got... I I have no clue. I'm I'm cooking with gas over here, so we can... This is the information station, so... We're getting into it now, aren't we? So he he directed it. Yeah, I can't. Maybe it got switched into a movie and it's no longer a show. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is like. uh, It's really hard to tell. They shot it at Coachella. (laughs) Uh, The only time I care if it's shot at Coachella is if it's a Terrence Malick movie that sucks. Yeah. Speaking of which, where the fuck is that guy's new movie? He shot that thing in like 2018. Where where is this thing? Maybe he's finally listening to someone. <laughs> Maybe he's finally listening to his wife when she's like, "Honey, it's okay to just stop. <laughs> you don't have to make." <laughs> yeah, you don't you have, have to. You may have had it back when. I don't know if you have it now, but yeah, she's like, "Honey, we're very wealthy. No one cares. Let's just feed these chickens." <laughs> so here we go, Amy. Simetz was the director. Oh. Wait, Amy, really? Isn't she the actress in Upstream Color? Yes, and she's the one who directed um, uh, She Dies Tomorrow. Yes. Uh, oh, she's in No Sudden Move. Yeah, no, she's sick. She fucking rules. Like, great actor and and real solid filmmaker. She was in Barry Jenkins' first film. And let me just say, now there's a filmmaker, Barry Jenkins. There's a real filmmaker because no real filmmaker would turn down the opportunity to make the sequel to the new lion king remake so you know i'm just everyone's talking about how great of a filmmaker barry jenkins and moonlight is, and i'm just i'm here to say i'm with you there's an auteur <laughs> that we definitely didn't maybe jump the gun on a little too quickly there also guess what sorry his first movie which is uh just you know a serviceable but enjoyable mumblecore movie Medicine for Melancholy is leagues better than Moonlight. So. I mean, I don't think I've seen Medicine for Melancholy, but it's good. It's a it's classic like mumblecore. It's literally you know people fucked each other at a one night stand and then you hang out with them while they talk the next day. Very simple, but it's good. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, because yeah, if Beale Street could talk, <laughs> and if it could talk, well, it would get bleeped. <laughs> I remember watching that movie and trying so hard not to be like the whole in my head the whole time because I was so bored and mad was just like I wish it didn't like I couldn't like I was like I don't want to hear what it if this is what it has to say I don't <laughs> oh god I I can't wait so Amy Simons directed that yeah so we're getting off topic here yeah Amy Simons was signed on as the director and uh, and. Nick Hall joined the production. It got somehow wrapped up with A24, of course. Um, let's see. Simetz left the project after 80% of the show was done. Um, because one of the actors was at Coachella. And then... Let's see. She adjusted. Levinson took over the directing duties. So yeah, that's it. That's the, yeah, it's just, it, it was Sam Levinson. To be fair though, Sam Levinson is kind of like an, 
an educated version of Max Landis. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. You're really not because again, their goal is the same. It's always just to have sex with, you know, the youngest people they can and get away with it. They have the same goal in life. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. What it is. Yeah. Cool. Cool guys. Um, well, well, on a positive note, unless you do, you have more on that. No, I have nothing to say about Sam Levinson. I'm very excited for Kim Ji Woon's new movie that's to do the did Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cobweb, which sounds sick because it's all it's like an experimental movie on all on sound stages. Um, yes, and that's all I know, and that's all I need to know. That does sound pretty good. Yep. Um. Oh, and then Woody Allen's movie coming there. Oh, is it really? I didn't even notice. Well, it's not on the list, but I know that the, I can never say this guy's name right, Terry Freeman. Sure. Terry Freeman. Uh, the the head of Cannes uh, said that he liked it a lot and they were trying to get it there. And apparently it came down between do they have the new Woody Allen or the new Roman Polanski play? Wow. Now, a sane person knows what the right call is there. Yeah. But, Apparently, Woody Allen won out, and they're like, "We're gonna do this instead." Um, who? I, yeah, I, I don't really get the thinking there, but um, <laughs> anyway, there'll be a there'll be the new Woody Allen movie. Great. Uh, I'm sure it'll be awesome. The thing I'm most excited for is our boy, Mister David Lynch. Going to the stage to have a a uh, apparently digital chat with Redman. What? Oh, you thought I was kidding there for a second. I saw your eyes like straighten yeah. up and be like, "Wait, did I hear that right?" That's right, folks. David Lynch will be present at Cannes as a digital avatar, talking to the digital avatar of the rapper and actor Redman. That's awesome. <laughs> I know, and that's. <laughs> honestly i'm like that, that's very genuine i think that's awesome <laughs> yeah, wait what is it, though is it i don't know how that shit works is it like creepy ai shit where this is like a version of them that's being recreated by a computer or are they on the other side of a machine talking with each other we're gonna find out right now because that's awesome <laughs> Uh, yeah, David Lynch to virtually attend Can panel alongside Red. No, this gets better. Fuck, I forgot about this. Not only is he up there with Red Man, sure, you'll never be able to guess who he's up there with. Ooh, it's David Lynch, Red Man, and the folk singer known as Donovan. What? Yes, right. The British Bob Dylan will be up. The What's three of them. Analog? I don't know. I don't actually, I don't want to know. <laughs> Wait, is Donovan also a, a digital creature? I would assume he probably. Uh, let's see here. What's the skinny? What's going on? Oh, yeah. So, so David Lynch is going to be virtually taking part in a talk called The Art of Movie Music. Uh, uh, He's alongside just gonna... Donovan and Redman. <laughs> Well, I was excited till it's that because now he's just going to talk about why it should always be nine inch nails for every move. 
Yeah. And is he going to talk about literally the only bad thing about Twin Peaks season three, which is all of the music almost? <laughs> Mm, I don't know. If no, the, no, no, no. Well, some of the music's good, but those performances at the end of everything are so bad. I hate that shit. I kind, I see. I hated it at first, and I kind of like it now. But okay, maybe uh, I'll come around. Maybe I'll come around. Yeah, I, I, it's mostly. I'll never the, care. I'll never. I'm care all about that Lissy performance. That was the one I still talk. Well, about. that one's cool. Yeah, I'm on a wild west, a wild wild west. <laughs> oh, um. All right. Well, let's we're going to attend that virtually also. Yeah. So this is going to be hosted by an Irish actor named Colin O'Donoghue. Did they just was that was that AI generated the quick Irish? (laughs) I don't know. Special appearances are set to be made by Milfredo Seven. Milfredo? Milfredo Seven, as well as platinum (laughs) Latin hip hop recording artist. Chemo, the Blacksican of delinquent habits. I think you're making shit up at this point. Just (laughs) I don't believe. Okay, that's fair, (laughs) but I'm not. Chemo, the Blacksican of delinquent habits, is going to be making a guest appearance, and like I said, they're a platinum Latin hip hop recording artist. Wait, but so do we know if anyone's going to be there? uh, IRL are these all digital people? I think there'll be a host there. This, I really this hope it's just chemo I th- there in person, surrounded by weird holograms. <laughs> well, we're going to have to tune in to find out, because I, I know that this Mick actor will be there for sure. Uh, <laughs> Colin O'Donoghue? Yes, Colin O'Donoghue, talking to the avatar of Redman. <laughs> Oh, red man. So I also I just want this to be like a deleted scene from Coffee and Cigarettes because you know Lynch is just going to be smoking the whole time. Oh my God! Yeah, maybe it's the sequel secretly because Jarmusch is on his shit, pretending he cares uh, that movies are ending or whatever. So maybe he's shooting this, and this really is Coffee and Cigarettes too. <laughs> I hope so. I want to know if Donovan and Redman prefer Muddy Waters to Doc's Name Two Thousand because personally. As a Redman fan, Muddy Waters was always the big one for me. Dr. Name had the more colorful album cover and, you know, the yeah. the hit songs. But, you know, and it, it came out around the same time of how high. But, you know, I'd love to know what he thinks about DeBricks. And, uh, <laughs> See, the, if they if they if they hadn't pulled the plug on the biggest get they had for this digital Q and A, which was us, things could have been really interesting. Yeah, it could have been, but we told him we couldn't because we'll be at the James Mangold show. Sorry, yeah, I will definitely be at the James Mangold show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I really, there's, it's so mysterious as with Lynch. Um, oh, and real quick, I this is a little related. Muddy Waters, sure, great album. One of the producers on that album was a member of the Fugees named Proz. And oh Proz, yeah, that's right. And Proz is recently in the news for being an FBI informant for the last ten to twelve years. I know yeah. that's not related to us, but uh, maybe it could be because you could make a Bullworth connection, ghetto superstar. Do you want to talk about it? You want to, or do you want to save that for the Patreon? I mean, maybe we should save that for its own episode. That's yeah. pretty juicy. Okay, uh, Patreon. We'll talk about Proz being in the 
Baby, being an FBI informant. Um, and why he's still more interesting and better and more worthwhile than Wyclef. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and obviously we'll never say a bad thing about Lauren, so. That's right. No, because yeah. like Wyclef works for the fucking WFO, my dude. I don't care about that motherfucker. That's why I'm like, can't he just have also been an FBI informant? Like. No, he, he was. They probably were about to reach out to Wyclef to also do it, and then they listened to <laughs> some of his output after the Fuji's broke up, and we're like, actually, he probably won't help us that much. <laughs> ah, okay, we have to move off this because I really want to talk about this story because I've been thinking <laughs> about it a lot. The one <laughs> thing that I'll lead us in, if you want to hear more about it, is this is the kicker: he was voluntarily an FBI informant. Well, he probably, because he was the one who, obviously Lauren had her tax troubles, but he's definitely the one who I am sure the way royalty shook out for Fuji stuff, he definitely got the lowest end. Absolutely. If any, you know? Well, I'm sure the FBI paid big bucks. Um, Damn. Oh, 50 <laughs> Cent's commented on this too. <laughs> and he said, I knew this fool was a rat. Cents? Did you oh, say 50 cents, though? 50, no, I said 50 cents. Did I say 50 cents? Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Well, many men get his name wrong, and I'm one of them. So, anyway, continue. 21 questions. Let's go. Okay, I'm not going to get into this, but all right, I'm clicking that away. All right, so back to Can. Boy, this is suddenly not as fun to talk about anymore. <laughs> wait okay um, i'll do i'll do i have one more i'm really excited about yeah tell what would it do? um little blue little little girl blue which is marion cotillard of course that's exciting but it's a uh, uh well, it's mona mona achache who did the hedgehog way back when which i really love oh, it's been a minute. did you ever see that one the yes, one with like the, yeah actually we, that seems like a movie i would not see but i did see that no because it's that girl uh like making her own movies and then they're watching right. i forget which ozu movie but like a really oddly specific one <laughs> i love that movie yeah i i will say i haven't seen anything else she did past that but the hedgehog has always stuck with me so i'm excited because marion's there also and we love that we love Marion. Hold on. I'm pulling up a little on this uh, Eureka movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Marion's powerful enough that I still to this day have revisited Rust and Bone like more than three times, and I will again, and that movie sucks. <laughs> I guess someone's got to do it. But uh, it wouldn't be me. You might, Can you imagine on set the day they told her she had to uh, sing fireworks one more time what about not having legs <laughs> He's yeah. like, uh, the, the director's like okay so your your legs got taken by a whip <laughs> so you sing katy perry's fireworks and everything is okay <laughs> yeah that sounds good now that got me there for that god damn it okay i finally got some information here all right oh this is Oh, this is interesting. Do you want to say more on that? Or are you good? No, that's all. I'm just I'm just excited. I want to because I had forgotten the reason it came up when I was looking at this list. I was like, why do I know that filmmaker's name? Because I couldn't think of anything. And then when I looked and saw Hedgehog, 
I was like, shit, that's pretty, that's pretty solid that that's stuck in my gullet for this long. Um, you know, I saw that movie when it came out. Um, so I'm just excited. We'll see. Yeah. That, that, that is, it's one of the ones that's not like a heavy hitter necessarily that I'm excited for. Well, if our, uh, our new uh, sponsor sponsorship friends want to send us to can we'll uh, we'll go <laughs> i bet they're right now they're just like is it too early to send the invite we don't want to like be over eager yeah we're just so happy to team up with this this is a great brand thing for our brand like do you remember when we started this over 10 years ago and we said this is what we're working towards we're finally here team they met all of their hundreds of employees around the world did a Zoom call about that they finally reached the zenith of their yeah. existence. Do you remember how hard it was for us to go from the auteurs to movie? <laughs> oh, here's um, speaking of which, no, well, this is actually that's a horrible transition. It's not speaking of which. I just saw that uh, this is kind of cool. It's not film related, but uh, Roz is uh, coming back in a uh, Frasier spinoff. So. <laughs> Someone over here is excited about that. But, um, cabbage, you can yeah. <laughs> Yes, he loves it. <laughs> he loves rock. I, I suspect Cabbage would really be into Fraser if we could ask him. If we could find anything from his little brain, I'm sure. He, <laughs> I'm sure he would love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's close this can spectacular out with yep. uh, just talking about the new Lisandro Alonso film. Now, this is uh, yep. called Eureka. Vigo's back in it. Yep. So Vigo's back. That's exciting. Um, the film is going to examine the indigenous peoples of the Americas and how they've inhabited their specific environments across centuries. Well, that sounds pretty good. Uh, yep. an awful write-up but all of his movies are because i just i just want to remind everyone the log line for uh for Dwager, however you say it again i'm sorry but yeah. a father and daughter journey from denmark to an unknown desert that exists in a realm beyond the confines of civilization sounds terrible but yeah. it's so good <laughs> it sounds pretty good to me but i understand well, but you know what i mean like it's not yeah. that he's not that's not what he's doing he's not trying to write like a snappy you know no no no, no, and these are not snappy movies. Um, well, they, but, they are in their own way. It's a different. It's a different pace of snapping. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fantastic. So, this thing's got four stories to it. So, the first part is going to be called Western, and it's going to take place in a lawless township on the U.S. Mexico border in 1870. So, you got wow. Vigo doing a literal Western. For <laughs> I mean. If it's if any indication of Wauja is, I mean, he's going to play with that kind of like digital. Well, he's, he didn't shoot it digitally, but like the way they get Technicolor, that look of Technicolor now. Yep. I would assume, based off that, that this motherfucker is going to be like approaching like Jacques Tenere style Western lighting. But you know, who knows? It could it could not be that at all. But um, it sounds really cool. Uh, so that's just the first part and yeah he's a guy looking for his kidnapped daughter so yeah just he's playing with the western and that's cool um oh, i'm really I'm very excited i know i, I, know I don't know any of this this is I, I i didn't know anything other than he had a movie 
I didn't know either. Now I'm a little unfocused. Um, yeah, now I'm tingling. Well, get more excited <laughs> because part two is going to be called Pine Ridge. It's going to be set in the present day on a Native American uh, reservation in South Dakota. While Amazonia, the final part of the four, follows a member of a less endangered indigenous settlement in the Amazon who combs, who leaves to comb the local gold mines and is struck literally by gold fever. Oh, apparently I, the movie was going to be called Gold Fever. Is is our boy in all four? I don't know. The third part of the film is secret and will not be announced. So sick. Yeah. So sick. Yep. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I can't focus now. I just want to see this movie. Well, now I also, it just made me want to, if folks haven't dug into this guy's fucking movies, like Los Muertos is amazing, but there's a movie that never gets talked about when people talk about movies in movie theaters. His movie Phantasma is fucking unreal. Yeah. Now that one has a log line that people have always, it always worked because it's literally just a dude like is in a movie theater and has to exercise a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. That works. It's fucking, but it's fucking amazing. Oh. So the log line here from Complizen, Complizen film, who I guess uh, produced it. Um, that mean complacent in English? Maybe. That'd be a, that's a wild production company. Complacent. <laughs> Complete. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> here's what it says. It says, Eureka is a bird that flies across different geographies of the American continent. In its flights, it also travels through time. With luck, listening to her words, we will come to understand how difficult it is to become human beings. Well, yeah, one, sounds, yeah. That. yeah, let's hop on a plane. Let's go see this fucking movie. Shit. <sighs> yeah. Um, wow. Well, that's the episode. Yeah, uh, no, that's, <laughs> we can't go anywhere from there other than saying, um, see it can, I guess. Yeah, so we're we're genuinely excited. Let's run it down. What are we most excited for? <laughs> well, it doesn't. I don't care about anything. Else. I know. I guess it doesn't matter. I'm still anymore. excited for others, but that that's no. That just became the most uh, look forward to thing, along with let's see, Zone of Interest by John Glazer, L'Ete Dunier by Catherine Brayat. Brayat, Brayat. We got Jeunesse by Wong Bing. And another one called Man in Black by Wong Bing. Uh, what else is in our must-see? I'm just going real quick. The must-see? Oh, our buddy's got a movie there. Which buddy? Uh, Mr. Nick Pinkerton. Oh, yeah. That's so right. He wrote. Uh, it will be in the uh, one of those sections. One of those. I don't know toss it to the side sections but it'll be there <laughs> well and come on nick get us get us a screener let's talk yeah, about we want to we want to see it uh shot by sean price williams and written directed by him so yeah. uh that'll be exciting uh indiana jones dial the destiny we love that we can't no i'm just kidding about that one uh <laughs> killers of the flower moon that's <laughs> one to watch out for kubi by Takashi Kitano. That's right. Um, Eureka, which we mentioned. Cerrar los ojos by Victor Arise. 
uh, Riche, however you want to say it. What else? What else? There's, lot, the- there's lots, really. It's good. We I didn't think there was lots at the beginning of this conversation, but because there's like there's the really stoked stuff, and then there's stuff I am uh, cautiously excited for, and then there's things I would watch. So all in all, it's a which is pretty standard for going to a film festival, you know. So I think Absolutely. honestly, so far this is a this seems decently well balanced and interesting. And the last dumb thing I'll say is I don't know uh this filmmaker these filmmakers but uh the film Kraura um let's see it says Xiao Salavitsa and Rene Nadir Masora but I thought the English translation was the burrito flower and on that alone I would have gone to see it turns out it's the burriti flower less excited yeah yeah never mind you almost had us there but the burrito flower I would have loved to seen how that flower was involved being a burrito so (laughs) Well, it'd be like the it'd be like that meat flower in the Dennis the Menace live action movie. You remember that shit? I can still. It's so. Oh my god! Yeah, that meat yeah, flower. The meat That's flower right. that opens in like the eclipse or some shit. If I'm remembering right. He's like Dennis. You made me miss the flower. Yeah, that's weird. That, that flower is like super. It's super uh, visceral and like really graphic. I remember it, it made a it made a impression on me. Look like a pussy. Just like the burrito flower. Yeah, and Dennis, it, being a little menace, he had to, you know what you got to do with those pussy flowers. I Put relate. Sauce on it? <laughs> being a little Dennis the Menace myself, I relate. <laughs> you are a fucking Dennis the Menace. I bet that's what it was like raising you, raising Dennis the Menace. Uh, you. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Well, we're back. On that note, um, uh, give us five dollars <laughs> a month. That's that's just a it's it's like a literally less than a probably a cup of coffee now because we know you like the pour overs and those are like six bucks. So, yeah. And now if you're if you're like me and you're going to the for that 7-Eleven exclusive reg blend, which is still excellent. And yes, that's, you know, like less than four for the extra large cup. Then I won't ask you because you're living life right. But for everyone else. Who's getting iced coffee? Give us that money instead. Just give it to us. We'll give you something better than iced coffee because it'll energize you and it won't make you violently shit. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. not violently, but we do. We are. I, I think we have potential to, to act as a healthy laxative. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to us while you're pooping, and we'll help just ease those muscles. <laughs> All jokes aside, I would love to hear from anyone ever who listens to us <laughs> while they poop. That would make me so happy if that's like not driving, not on the way to work, only when pooping. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Um, okay, uh, we'll catch you. The- <laughs> let's, let's end this. All right, see you later. <laughs> Nice as you please comes the traveling man Drinking a bottle of milk in his hand Speaking to no one in particular but happily